up, everybody? Uh, welcome to episode three of Purple Politics. Um, this is Tim speaking. Um, got a interesting lineup for you today. A couple different issues on uh, very different topics. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to dive in. How are you, Sean? I'm doing well, uh, though I'm pretty upset that Canada is now the best country in the world. Um, obviously, being with Toronto winning. The U.S. cannot say yeah. that we're the best anymore. It's, uh, it's true. I mean, so I've actually been working on my papers to move there. Uh, mm. Nice. But other than that, I'm okay. Steph Curry lost. Life is okay. Good. Nice. Yeah. I um, you know, I would go back to the old uh, America's undefeated and and World War argument, but unfortunately, I believe Canada. Canada is as well. Too. Yes. Those bastards. Um, so they, they, they also didn't lose Vietnam. So, oh, that is true. They did stay out of that. I think the record is better, man. We, uh, we got to start some more wars to, to get that record back up. You know, <laughs> you know we got to start, you know, the only way I'm thinking, I guess yeah. we got to start one with Canada. Oh God. You know, Cause they're undefeated. Or, or we right could now. just, or we could just go to Iran. Oh yeah. Is that too That's soon? More fun. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Depends on. All right. Depends on if we actually go to Iran. I mean, if it's sending over you and your your Razi boys, I think we stand a chance. But if it's it's anybody, yeah, we'll shout at them to get information. Yeah. That's about (laughs) it. Nothing else. Well, sometimes formation's all you need. They take one look at you, see you're organized, and they just surrender the entire nation of Iran. Man. Let's get into topics. All right. Um, okay, first up, I want to talk about two, um, two issues related to censorship. Um, the first is Steven Crowder, a, uh, not really far right, but very conservative, um, commentator. Um, Louder with Crowder. Gets, yes, that gets pretty aggressive, um, cracks a lot of jokes, um, blurs the lines a little bit, has a lot of insults for the people he's... Um, attacking, and so his YouTube channel, which is very popular, um, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, if not millions, um, was just, uh, officially demonetized, um, Mm -hmm. for good, um, because, because of these things that he's saying, um, the specific issue was with a Vox writer, um, named Carlos Maza, I believe, um, and Crowder, um, had, gone after him uh, with racist and homophobic insults. And, of course, I'm not defending those insults at all. Um, But the interesting thing here is, well, there's two things here. Um, One is if YouTube, um, just in general, should censor him based on these comments. And the other thing is kind of like the constitutional rights surrounding um, private companies and censorship. So we'll talk about the first part first. Um, I believe there is some basis for YouTube to demonetize him um, because these um, insults were um, certainly um, pretty objectively offensive um, and crossing the line of racism and homophobia. But at the same time, um, there were no direct threats made to Mr. Maza, um, Uh. and Crowder was more doing it as sort of jokes and insults rather than, um, at least in his mind, um, trying to be that offensive. Um, and so I believe there's some basis for them to, 
to ban him for that, but I think the problem is when you do that, you then have to go around and you have to ban a lot of other people. Um, because once you do it with someone big, you know, there's going to be someone smaller who's doing the same stuff that's probably going to grow because there's no more Crowder to fill that gap. And then you've created this kind of vacuum where you there's so many counts out there that do stuff like this that you start banning a lot of people. And then on the other hand, um, you know, when you could have, because of the nature of what he was saying and he's trying to pull it off as a joke um, more than trying to actually, like, attack Maza, um, it, it also further blurs the lines because you could have people on both sides of the aisle making very offensive or aggressive jokes, but then they can say, oh, it's just a joke. And now you have people who really don't mean offense, um, but then you end up banning a lot of people. And so my thing with YouTube is if you're going to do this, you're going to have to ban a lot of other stuff. And I think it just leads down um, a very uh, unfortunate path. They um, did ban a lot of things, though. They just did a big banning. Right. But, I mean, there's so many YouTube channels. I mean, that's true. I mean, you can never, you can never ban everything. No. Um, that you want to ban, and so, I don't know. Um, my my, it comes for me is, mm -hmm. I believe the YouTube TOS has, uh, says that bullying or inciting harassment against another person is grounds for, uh, disciplinary actions to be taken. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you want to say it's a joke, you can't really get in the mind of Maza and see if he takes it as a joke, especially because being a, a gay man and has a lot of uh, negative treatment associated with it. And when you have another guy calling you a lipsy uh, Q word mm -hmm. or using his, his YouTube platform to sell merchandise that says socialism is for F, -way, F word, Mm -hmm. I th I think that is where you know an issue comes. Whether or not you want to say it's a joke, that that's from Crowder saying it's a joke. It's not whether Maza sees it as a joke or sees it as a genuine mm -hmm. insult. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, if the easiest solution is not to be a dick, um, that's fair. and not to use someone's sexuality as a joke in that context right. or in any context, mm -hmm. uh, so. It, it really does make sense that Crowder was punished for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a fair argument. Um, you know, you know, arrested Crowder for, like, saying these things. Like, that's completely, that's completely wrong. That goes against free speech. That goes against the First Amendment, whatever. But a company like YouTube is allowed to do it. But my question is, at what point are these companies so big that them censoring speech becomes, like, similar to the government doing it? and it becomes an infringement on the First Amendment. I mean, obviously, technically, it's not the government, so it doesn't violate the First Amendment. My question is YouTube, Google, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, we are on them all the time, and so many people are on them. And they are private companies, but they're so big, and they take up so much space in our lives that censoring them is, is almost just as um, impactful as the government coming in and censoring them. And so my question is, should, you know, should lawmakers start to consider um, treating some of these big companies um, more like the government um, in terms of this? Um, or, you know... That yeah. sounds like socialism. How so? If you, want, if you want the government to control 
that if you want the government to control a private entity that sounds more like socialism no i mean not control it would it's be a, I, I don't think there should be any because it can swing the other way whenever whenever leadership changes mm-hmm. freedom of speech protects you from government or from federal prosecution it right. doesn't protect you from public outcry and in uh in private companies actions right so i mean it's 100 percent they're right and it can always go the other way mm-hmm. uh it just so happens that the platform really doesn't like when people are inciting uh, comments against other people that is blatantly offensive. Mm-hmm. No, I, so I understand that. Um, I I don't think there should be any legislation or anything like that, unless you want to be like, uh, or unless you want to break up those companies or federalize them right no i'm not saying federalize or direct government control my my idea was more what if there was um for these big companies um i think there should be some sort of um that i think they should have to come out and declare themselves as either a publisher or a speech platform because right now that only kind of comes out in What's the difference? What is a, a what is the difference between publisher speech a speech platform? Um, speech platform Legally. is kind of like my own term for it, but it's basically just like um, you could just say platform. A platform is basically just like okay. an open space for pretty much everyone to leave their thoughts, um, and there's no okay. the people who own the platform cannot, or if they're trying to act like a platform, would not be able to remove anything that's kind of on there. Um, is that legally, or is that based on? their TOS. Um well that's what I'm saying is right now there's no like legal that's not like a there's no like you don't have to have one of those two statuses. But I'm saying I think you should because when you're coming out and and it's okay if YouTube comes out as a publisher. Um but then I think it should be known to everyone whether um you're saying hey you could put whatever you want on here, or hey, we're gonna look at it and we're going to um, make sure that everything on our platform, which is now kind of a um, a publication of sorts, um, is okay. And so I think it's important. I think that's an important distinction, and I think maybe it's time that those companies come out and have to admit that they're one or the other, because um, a lot of people will go on a site like YouTube and and feel like they have the right to put anything on there, but um, but if YouTube's acting like a publisher, then they really don't. Okay, so by extension, does this mean violence now? If, if like, I'm trying to see where the line is, whether they want to be this free speech publisher mm-hmm. or platform, this free speech platform, which you can say anything, mm-hmm. or whether or not there will be censorship, quote-unquote, in the case of YouTube. Mm-hmm. So... Like, is there going to be a line at all? Could you say, hey, I will kill this person because they are black, white, whatever? Right. Or does well, that fall under their TOS? By... It all comes back to the private company and how they want to run no, it. Yeah. It seems pretty obvious that if there are a, if there is a platform that promotes 100% free speech, they will say that. But YouTube has never said we promote 100% free speech. Fair. Yeah. In, in the case where you can say anything. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but by I, I would and, think the line the line for me I think would be similar to what the First Amendment outlines, where right you can't make um, slander um, or um, incitement to violence, um, which are 
uh, exceptions to the First Amendment. I feel like that would be the, the same. Um, the free speech platforms could still have those restrictions. Um, yeah, in, in which case, if there should be free speech platforms in the way that you want it, then there should be a company that makes it. Right. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I agree yeah, with that. There should be a platform like but that. But I think it's just... And I imagine there are. They're just really small. That's what I'm saying. I think it's unfortunate. In comparison. The biggest ones... Um, and I mean, I understand why they 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 want to censor it like this, but I think it would be great if we had a big one that um, didn't do something like YouTube. Because honestly, the more Crowder makes these awful comments, the more people hear about them, and the more they probably turn against him. And so it doesn't necessarily against Crowder. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily. Or I mean, some, more people, some people will turn for him, but some people will also turn against him. I think a lot of people will. People love to hear that stuff. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it goes both ways. But I'm saying, I think. As long as it's not um, breaching the restrictions. Like like, the do you remember Milo there. Yiannopoulos? I do remember Milo. Yeah, you haven't heard... I haven't heard anything about him since he got completely deplatformed. Right. right. And and the stuff that he said was pretty oh, awful yeah. in a lot of no, cases. No, objectively. Yeah. So, like, it, it seems to me that if these platforms make someone's career, they should be able to take the, someone's career if they're doing things as awful as, say, Milo. No, right, that's what I'm saying, but I think the the, the point that I haven't touched on is um, uh, when you, when you like, set down this path, you know, far into the future, they could start claiming more and more reasonable speech as, as hate speech. And so I think that's why it's important mm-hmm. to maybe have these more platforms um, and not publishers so that, you know, let's say 50 years in the future, I don't know, let's say, you know, 50 years in the future, these platforms are all censoring, like, even less offensive stuff than what Crowder was saying. You know, let's say they start censoring stuff like, I don't even know, stuff that's, like, very lightly offensive. I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but it's a, it's a possible path. I mean, we've seen it happen many times. Um, and so that's why I think, and I think free speech is important, I think we have to have some sort of backup or protection against that happening, which is why I would like to see some some more less restrictive platform come out, because you really don't know. It, again, it's unlikely, but th- it could be possible. I think it just the highlights the dangers. They could start censoring stuff. I think it just that. highlights the dangers of mega corporations with little oversight and legislation, mm-hmm. because it can easily come into, or it can easily swing the other way. It can easily control way more of what we do mm-hmm. so I, I right in a sense it's ironic because the whole view of the of the right is this free market companies can do what they want mm-hmm. unless it's what we don't like right so it's I if mean, anything true, it's just a to an extent um, but I think, I think that's my, maybe a little bit of an over overgeneralization because, I mean, it's not. It, it's more companies can do what they want, um, without excessive government intervention. But there's been plenty of regulations over the years the Republicans have voted for, and I think some of these would be certain things that we necessarily wouldn't see as excessive. But in general, like maybe it would go against that principle. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying in this case it's completely against the principle i'm just saying in general yeah it, it is a generalization but it's more of a yeah, no, that's true what if than a it is yeah 
And then real quick, um, so this kind of touches on the YouTube thing. So, yeah, you know, I understand the betting Crowder, but Pro-Life Group Live Action um, was just banned from Pinterest permanently, um, completely taken off the website, so even worse than what YouTube did to Crowder. And uh, when doing so, Pinterest cites pretty much no evidence. Their statement is, we don't allow harmful misinformation on Pinterest. That includes medical misinformation and conspiracies that turn in individuals and facilities into targets for harassment or violence. But, I mean, if you look on Live Action's um, Pinterest account, um, there were certainly no attacks um, or calls for violence or harassment of Planned Parenthood, um, which is what they were pretty much implying they were referring to. Um, there is certainly, you know, stand against Planned Parenthood, um, don't donate to them, defund them, whatever, but that's completely not harassment or violence. Um, and then the other thing is medical misinformation conspiracies, but they, they don't even provide any examples of this. You know, if they, if they showed me a post from live action, that was a complete lie, you know, not even like a, you know, like a slight, like misleading thing or whatever, then I would maybe understand it, but they just... There's no the the problem is those posts don't exist. Live action is not an extremist group. They're a pretty average pro life group, and so this is what I'm saying is what can happen with like YouTube and stuff is you start censoring people who aren't even saying anything close to as bad as Crowder, and they're getting censored. And so this is why this is kind of what I'm saying. I'm afraid of it leading to, um, and so this is I, there's really there's just like no. Evidence. There's an article about it from Huffington Post, and these are the worst things Huffington Post can find from live action. Um, live action says, abortion is the only medical procedure that aims for a 100% death rate of the patient. Which, okay, if you're pro-life, you're going to see the patient as the fetus. If you're pro-choice, you're going to see the patient as the woman. You're going to say, that's not true, they're, they're helping the woman, blah, blah, blah. But that's, that's just a, like a, a slight spin. That's in no means medical misinformation. I mean, everybody knows what live action is saying there. Of course, they're not saying that um, they're killing the women. They're obviously referring to the fetus there. So that's one of the worst things they can even find, and that's not even that bad. Um, and then another post is, abortion is a leading cause of death in America. And so that's clearly just a pro-lifer um, stating that fetuses should count in the death toll, which pro-choice would disagree with. But again, that's not even a blatant lie. That's just a difference in opinion. And it's again, it's obvious what they're referring to there. They're not clearly not stating that um, it's meaning women die or whatever when they're getting abortions. And so, I mean, those are the two worst things, and one of those wasn't even on Pinterest. Um, and so this is what I'm afraid of, 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 of it leading to stuff like this, where groups who are saying just regular, you know, things that are on their agenda that are persuasive might have a little bit of spin to them, but by no means are attacks or completely false. And they're getting censored. They're getting banned. And that's what I'm saying I'm worried about. You know, I don't agree with the ban, but at the end of the day, it is a company that can decide what they want. And whether we like to admit it, they don't need a reason. No, I know, but that's, yeah. So, yes, I don't agree with it, and I agree with you on a lot of these things, yeah. but we got to recognize that this is a private company. They don't need to give us a reason if they don't want to. Right. They can choose whatever they want, and yeah, that might be wrong, but still a company that can choose right yeah no yeah just for the same reason why like why a pro say a pro-life website can ban pro-choice accounts mm -hmm.
But that's the thing is Pinterest is an uh, approach. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 it it's supposed to be, neutral. be a neutral account. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, like, I just wish if you want to come out and, and do this, like at least say, hey, this is because we agree more with the pro-choice agenda. You know, don't you know? Don't try to pretend to be neutral. That's that's why I'm saying maybe we need people need to come out yeah, and say we're a publisher, we're a platform, blah blah blah. Because then when you're going on there, and you know, if live action goes on there and knows fully well that they can be censored, then that's up to them, and they have to accept it when they're censored. And that's what happened. And and again, it's it's completely legal right now. But but that's what I'm saying is I wish maybe we had more platforms that would follow more of the the government's free speech restrictions rather than do stuff like this. Um, so yeah, that's just two things. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing crazy, yeah, but I'm saying yeah. um, something to watch out for. Um, I would hope that it doesn't lead to more things like live action um, happening on even bigger platforms because Pinterest is, is not huge, but it's pretty big. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got to yeah. say. Yep, and it makes sense, but some things just aren't up to us. It's up to people in an office. Mm. Uh, if you want Washington to, or you want Congress to get involved, I feel like that can open up a lot of other potential issues. Um, or if like there's a completely free speech platform, which I'm sure there are. Like look at 4chan. Mm-hmm. That's a basically free speech, mm-hmm. minus child pornography. They that's basically right. the biggest thing they don't allow. Right. Uh, like. The, the stuff that's spewed in that forum is, is a hotbed for outright mm-hmm. just awful things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's it's not, not, never going to be perfect. No, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, I just, yeah, I just, yeah. I, again, my my idea for maybe some sort of law is, is probably very improbable and, and won't ever happen, but for more of a non-legal and yeah. just general perspective, I just hope that the neutral company stay as neutral as possible. Um, so yeah. Uh, I want to move on to the Hatch Act and Kelly Kellyanne Conway. Let's do it. So the U.S. Office of Special Counsel, uh, they said on Tuesday that Kellyanne Conway, a White House aide, should be relieved of federal service for her violation of the Hatch Act. Uh, the Hatch Act is basically saying if you are a federal employee, you cannot publicly favor a, or you cannot publicly use your office to uh, to advocate for a certain candidate. Right. Um, the president and the vice president are immune from this. Uh, that's why you see Mike Pence and Trump campaigning for people, mm-hmm. but someone like Conway is supposed to be uh, restricted in this. However, the special counsel, the U.S. Office of Special Counsel, not to be confused with uh, Robert Mueller's special counsel, completely different, said that she she uh, she violated it twice hmm. for advocating in Alabama's special election for Senate last year. Hmm. Uh. So they did say that Kellyanne Conway should be removed from her post and from federal service, and Trump said no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the irony for this comes from a, uh, an administration that is saying that they are for law and order, mm-hmm. 
but when direct law is broken or violated, it's okay. Mm. And so this kind of behavior trickles down from the top and has the ability to kind of ruin the whole idea of law. Mm-hmm. Obviously not as serious as that, but the as a as an idea of having a nation of laws, we should hold those highest accountable. Right. No, I'm I'm completely with you on this one. Um which is a common theme when it comes towards Trump. Um I think I mean I don't think what she said was necessarily awful, but do I think it violated that law? Yeah, I think it did. Um, but again, this is the problem with the executive branch, is you have one part of the executive branch, the Office of Special Counsel, um, recommending that another woman in the executive branch is removed from office, and then the leader of the executive branch says no because she's his friend. And so I just find that kind of funny that you know the president can just say no and then nothing happens. Um, I wish there were some some way to sort of um, amend that because that seems kind of wrong to me that someone can violate a law like that. Um, but I suppose um, the penal- if the penalty is just removal for office and I don't believe it's a sort of um, crime punishable by prison or anything like that, then I guess we just have to accept the small consequences. But yeah, no, I think totally Trump totally should take her out. Um, but um, I guess the only thing that I would say that might sound to the contrary is as I hope the Office of Special Counsel, um, again, not Robert Mueller's, I hope they are fair in this and, and um, hold all people to the same standard. Um, I can't remember a specific example of, of any of Obama's people doing something like this, so I, I can't say for sure if they should have done this to anyone to Obama, but in the future, um, yeah, I would hope that they keep the same standard. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. The thing that bothered me was when Kanye was told that she violated it or broke the law in that case i believe she said a quote to the effect of let me know when the jail sentence starts oh uh yeah so she she knows what she's doing um and she is a non-appointed official so the so congress can't do anything to remove her right uh i it'd be interesting if the special the office of special counsel uh had a power to remove people they saw as violating certain yeah. acts. But I don't know if that would be too pow- too much power because it put something that isn't through the president. Yeah. Which is, you know, the, the head of the executive branch. Yeah. So it's interesting that, uh, that people are allowed to get away with it if you're working for Trump. Um, it's it's kind of goofy that Kellyanne Conway's kind of like a both a campaigner and a an official. Yeah. Uh, it's completely against precedent, and I can hundred percent confirm that if she is not removed, then when Democrats get back in power, they will do something to the same effect, and they will say, "Well, Trump did it, so we can do it." Very true. Uh, Very true. And. There's no one to blame then, but the party itself, right? Or the Republican Party itself for allowing it to happen and not saying, "Hey, you need to remove her." 
Um, but, you know, nothing we can do. We can't elect her. We can't right. remove her. Right. Yeah, and I think that's, I don't know, for me, that's indicative of a sort of greater theme of a lot of times our government will talk a lot of talk, um, but never really walk the walk. Um, and there's a lot of government offices like the special counsel that will recommend a lot of things and try to do a lot of things, but at the end of the day, they don't end up accomplishing It's just a much. recommendation. Yeah. They're just kind of there sucking up money. But, I mean, I think it's definitely good that they, they said this and that everyone knows now that she violated it. I'm not saying they're completely useless, but I don't know. I think there's definitely a few government offices that, um, to different effects, um, but in a similar way, recommend things and try to go after these initiatives, but don't end up accomplishing much things. Um, there's just so many of them, of these departments out there. Um, but, yeah. Man, get Kellyanne out. I don't like her. I, I think, are, are we officially canceling Kellyanne Conway? I think she's canceled. I think she's canceled. Someone, someone's got to let her know. She's, she's canceled. It's so, it's so weird that her husband is so anti-Trump. So, who is he again? I, I know exactly. Uh, he's a lawyer. Yes. I forgot his name. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I know, I know. I think it's George. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think it's George Conway. Honestly, like um, that's kind of, that's just like impressive and almost like slightly yeah George Conway, slightly inspirational like that they're lo- like I don't know if they're actually still in love or if they're gonna get divorced or whatever but if they are still strong like I guess that's kind of a cool example of love surpassing political ideas although I think I think that's getting <sighs> less know. and less uh, common and harder to do nowadays. Um, yeah, and then when Trump yeah. calls George out, like, I don't know how you go home to that, and you're like, so your boss talked trash about me on Twitter again, <laughs> I and just have a normal dinner. I don't know, either. There has to be, yeah, that's why I'm kind of doubting if, how strong that is, but if somehow hey. it is strong, I mean, good for them, but I don't know, it's gotta be tough. Yeah. Alright, anything else you want to move on? You can move on to your, your topic. All right. So the last thing on the agenda for today um, is um, the Democratic debates. Um, and the groups came out. I, for one, am very excited. Um, for me, this this whole presidential cycle has been interesting. Um, a lot of different characters out there. Of course, you have the, the main progressives at the top. Um, you have Biden trying to come off as both moderate and progressive. Um, Buttigieg also doing the same, and then you have and then you have guys like Andy Yang, um, who has very different ideas. Yang Gang. Yang Gang, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but the groups came out, um, and so mm-hmm. I will quickly read off the groups to you guys. Uh, so there's the orange and purple. Um, I don't know how they chose those colors. My thought is they're like, okay, we can't do blue and red because then people are going to make jokes. The people that are red are Republican or whatever. So they try to pick colors that have no blue or red in them, although orange is pretty red. Purple is the mix. So purple makes sense to me, but I don't know about orange. Um, Okay, so night one, June 26th. This is the um, probably the... You want to just name the 
the characters of of note. Yes, this is the because there are some that have yeah, no exactly. chance at all. This is the less um, packed night. People would say Elizabeth Warren is is the highest polling out of all of them. Um, on that night, you also have uh, Beto, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Washington Governor Jay Inslee, whose entire campaign is basically around climate change, um, and then some lower people: Bill De Blasio, Cory Booker. Um, so that's June twenty sixth. Um, Bill De Blasio has no chance whatsoever. I don't even think Democrats like Bill De Blasio. Um, I don't think we do either. Yeah, he's just kind of universally hated. He's. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess that's what happens I think when you're the, in New York, though. Yeah, I think the only one who has a chance out of this this night is of actually winning the presidency nom is uh, is Warren. Yeah. Oh, I completely um, agree. Maybe O'Rourke can pull a miracle out, but I think he's so. definitely the underdog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cory Booker, man, fell off. He did. I, don't, I haven't heard about him in no. in months. He his shining moments was. The Spartacus comment in uh, Kavanaugh's trial. That's when he was getting a lot of attention. But I don't I think he's, he just hasn't really led the way on policy or 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 on anything. No, a really. lot of people see him as too corporate too. Yeah, a lot of Democrats see him as too corporate. Interesting. Okay, and then, and then uh, real quick, I'll say night two. We can go back to those candidates. Sure. Night two, June twenty seventh. This is the packed one. Biden, Bernie, Buddha Judge. Um, and then there's one other, Kamala Harris is the other big name. And then behind them, noticeable are Andrew Yang and I guess maybe, uh, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, but then there's like three pretty much yeah. people with no chance. Swalwell is a, is people like him, but he's not really a, he's not really a name. Yeah. He's had some, uh. He's had some tweets that have gotten dunked on and ratioed, I believe. Um, I'll look yeah. those up, but you can. I'll let you give your thoughts as a as a um, left leaning person yourself on on whatever. So I I think Andrew Yang is the most interesting mm-hmm. of these all. Uh, his main thing is the universal basic mm-hmm. income of one thousand dollars a month, and I think that idea is just so interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been. Like in Alaska, there's a UBI. Um, it's it's a lot smaller than a thousand a month, but there is a basic income mm-hmm. in Alaska. Uh, he's also his policy page is super big mm. on his website, and he's very tech focused and, and future focused, um, which is interesting compared to these other lifelong politicians. Mm-hmm. who especially the older ones who don't really grasp what technology is to have someone who <laughs> understands automation and understands ai and it's in it's impact on civilization yeah it's just an interesting character uh and considering he has basically no big coverage or constant coverage he's pulling pretty well yeah which i really like watching um joseph biden jr joseph biden jr jbj i think i think he has the highest chance of winning the nomination right now i'm going to agree with you on that one Uh, i also think he has the highest chance of beating trump right now i think i'll agree with you on that one too and whether or not i want to agree with him doesn't matter because 
he has more of a middle class impact or a rural impact than other other people. Um, he's more moderate, which helps a lot mm-hmm. for getting independent voters and for getting those moderate Republicans that don't like Trump at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that helps his case a lot. And I believe there was recently a report that said from internal polling in the Trump administration that Biden was ahead in a couple of ba- battleground straight states like uh, Florida, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I think Pennsylvania. Um, but as far as policy goes, it'll be interesting to see how he evolves from being this corporate Democrat to connecting with the more progressive movements going on. Uh, and basically recovering from his past legislation. Yeah. So it'll be interesting there. Uh, yeah, Biden's playing a not really dangerous game. Um, he's very. He has to be. But he's safe walking. Right now. He's kind of walking the line between moderate and progressive, and I think he's doing a good job so far, proving by his poll numbers. Um, but the thing with me is, he's really just not. I don't even know how moderate he is anymore because his one thing was the Hyde Amendment, no, no one knows no federal funds for abortions, um, and as as a Catholic. Um, I respected that because he was seemingly basing it on his Catholic beliefs. Um, and I guess just more the general idea of being a moderate. But um, he caved on that too after about a day of pressure. Um, and it's happened not to such an extreme example, but there's been a couple other positions that he's moved more progressive um, when seeing the other candidates' positions and facing a little bit of He has backlash. to, though. Right, but that's what I'm saying is um, when you say he, you know, he's still kind of a moderate. Do you have like what are you referring to? Because I'm sure there's some, but I'm just I don't know referring if I have an to any more of him being moderate. Who he was as a, uh, as a senator. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. His past um, is definitely more moderate for sure. Yeah, but that's is, what I'm like saying. saying. Is he any more? Is there anything we can point to and be like this guy? I I don't know. Right. Because he was so he was a he was a VP, which. You know, obviously doesn't have a big role, mm. but he was very pro LGBT. He was big on gay marriage or marriage equality, mm. uh, which you know was kind of progressive at the time. Though now we kind of see it as yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. It'll be interesting how he goes against people like Bernie Sanders. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, really I don't know a lot of, a lot about these other candidates like Michael Bennett or Eric Swalwell or yeah. uh, is it Gillibrand? Gillibrand. Gillibrand, I think. Um, Gillibrand. I know Kamala Harris has some more progressive ideas. Yeah. The big thing I think is healthcare. Okay. And how people are gonna handle healthcare? Okay. That's because you have people like Bernie, who's Medi- Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. Um. So it'll be an interesting debate. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think sort of similar to what happened with Trump in 2016, not necessarily at the beginning because even then still people thought Trump was going to fall off, but towards the end, I think a lot of the debate is going to be focused on going after Biden. Um not only to kind of take him down, but so the lower candidates can be like, "Hey, here I am. Take yeah. on the big guy. I can do it. Look at me, not him." Um and so I it'll be interesting to see a response to it because you'll have people 
he'll have a couple people maybe trying to say he should be more moderate, like Hickenlooper and um, yes. But the the majority will probably be saying, hey, you should be more progressive, and specifically going after yes. his past. But honestly, I don't think they should focus just on his past because his response is going to no, be they ca- they can't right. do that because was, that was twenty seven exactly. years ago. His response is going to be, I've changed, I'm different. That doesn't matter anymore. And I think voters are going to be like, okay, yeah, I believe you, Joe. And they probably should, but yeah. but. The past obviously doesn't matter because Trump was a Democrat in the Very past. True. Trump was not only that, but he was a pro-life Democrat, not pro-life, pro-choice yeah, Democrat. He was, he was a big, big lib. So big lib, Donnie. So it's easy to look past someone's past. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I yeah, I agree with that case. I do think that whoever comes out on top needs to really focus on things other than. I'm not Trump. I I completely agree. We saw how that happened with Hillary Clinton, mm. and it will happen again. Mm. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is coming out as like this big for the people yeah. candidate, which I think is resonating really heavily. Yeah, she's she's getting better in the polls. Um, yeah, Bernie's still seen by a lot as by a lot of the moderates and Republicans as crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his impact is undoubtedly massive on the Democrats. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm excited for yeah. it. I hope Andrew Yang becomes uh, the new front runner because he's he's never gonna no. But that'd be awesome. So it'd be it'd be super super fun yeah. to see Andrew. No, I'm, I'm, I think he could. I'm sort of a. I'm not completely. I honestly against think he could do well. The, uh, yeah, I'm not completely against the UBI. I have to look into it more, but because I well the premise is that way the government doesn't have to give out as much in like in terms of like welfare yeah. and other things, right? Yeah. Like that's the idea. There's less welfare and there's less um, whatever, but you get more of a base thing, right? Exactly. Okay, so, like, I could. That's that's almost kind of. That's not honestly. The UBI is not necessarily inherently conservative or liberal. It's probably a little more liberal because it's government guaranteeing money. But, but it's also it's it's saying, hey, you got to be responsible for this money. If you spend it all, we're really not going to give you that much in welfare, if anything. I know there's some UBI in certain countries where there's zero welfare. I'm not entirely sure if that's what Yang's advocating for, but it's certainly less because you're already getting so much money from the government. Um, yeah, I'd have to look into that more. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting idea. I'd love to hear him talk about it, and I'd love to see how people respond to it because most people are still unaware. Um, but yeah, and then the only other thing I would say is, um, yeah, Swalwell, <laughs> Swalwell has has no chance. Um, first of all, he's just kind of like a boring, you know, white male candidate. Um, not that that's obviously stopping Bernie or Biden or whatever, but he's just he doesn't stand out like those guys do. Um, I think Swalwell is very big on gun legislation. Yes, that's his thing. But he's got some. Um, I think that's his. Yeah, he he honestly he could see a couple. He could see a rise in the polls because of that. Because I think Democrats are pretty resonate with that a lot too. But he he just he he's kind of yeah. he tweets some stupid stuff and he he's gotten dunked on. He one tweet was, "It's snowing in New York. I need coffee. The closest cafe is inside Trump Tower." And then he took a picture of himself. This is me walking to an alternative. And I just think it's funny how much he focuses on. Hey, look at me! I'm standing up to Trump. Um, he said he said a couple. Man, of that's things. a good giggle. Yeah, it's such a stupid tweet. I love it. <laughs> uh, I love it too. Um, oh yeah, I think I've said uh, all I need to say. Any other thoughts on the 
Los Dems? No, other than don't vote for Bill de Blasio. I'm I'm with you on that one. Please don't vote for Bill de Blasio. Should, should we cancel Bill right now? No. No, we're not canceling him. He can't be canceled. Mm. He's immortal. He's immortal. Okay. All right, so... I honestly think he might be a lizard person. <laughs> if anyone's a lizard person, it's Bill. He kind of looks like one, honestly. I don't know if it's... That's I don't what know I'm saying. The, you see, he got that reptilian old, look. He's got the wrinkles, but it, even like this... His face kind of, yeah, it's kind of sketchy. Facelift, maybe? Yeah. I'm, I'm here for revamped Bill de Blasio. Put some makeup on him. Um, oh, okay, okay. I want to, the last thing I want to touch sure. on is the current polling okay. uh, average. Sure. So Biden's on top 32%. Uh, he has the most news coverage. Next is Bernie at 17%. He has the third most news coverage. This is all from New York Times, by the way. Uh, third, Elizabeth Warren at 10%. She's the second highest covered okay. candidate, so she's been rising. Um, then you got Kamala Harris at 7, Pete Buttigieg at 6, Beto at 4, Booker at 2, Klobuchar at 2. Then Andrew Yang is the next. He's still hmm. at less than 1%, but... That's still ahead and of he's a the, lot of others. Then he's the 21st most covered yeah. candidate, so there's only two people covered less than him. Hmm. That's, uh, so, I mean, I guess it makes sense to some extent because he's a no-name, but at the same time, I, I'm with you. I think I, I would like to see the fact that companies... he's pulling higher than these people. Right. That's both encouraging for him, and I would say I think news companies should maybe take a look at it and try to give him a little more time because clearly he's doing something that's uh, catching a lot of attention, um, catching the eyes of of all the people that are seeing. Who's John Delaney? Interesting. You know who John Delaney is? Name rings a bell. Uh, John Delaney. He's, is he, he's running, right? Yeah, he is running, but the reason is because he's polling at less than 1%, <laughs> but he has 18.3 million raised, which is the second highest below Bernie. No way. He's got to be. Yeah, so I don't really get he's it. He's got to be very pro-corporate or something, because that's got to be. Yeah, he has that's to be getting be corporate that corporate money. money. I don't know. If you're a corporation, yeah, why so. waste your money on him? He's like you know he's not gonna get elected. John Delaney, are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Um, but interesting. I think Biden's gonna gonna hang on for a little bit longer until the the packets whittled down. Yeah, for sure. Then we'll see. Yeah. But I see Biden in the yeah. foreseeable for future. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Mister Sean? Alrighty. No, I think we're all good. Okay. All right. Um. This has been another episode of Purple Politics. We'll definitely cover more de debate stuff as they approach. Yeah, it's been pretty long. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening if you're out there. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. All right, take All care. Right, see you guys.